Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. I hope you guys are having a great weekend, okay? I know I am, alright? It's been a good weekend. Just relaxing, not doing too much. And today it's daylight saving, so you know those clocks go back. I don't know why there, you know, was a long pause there, but whatever. We're rolling with it, but yeah. We get an extra hour of sleep, and I am so fucking excited, okay? But before, you know, before we get on to this episode, alright? If you don't know who I am, I am your host with the most, Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Certified Cougar Hunter, a.k.a. the man with the biggest set of just voluptuous testicles this world has ever seen, okay? Today's episode is going to be a good one, all right? Now, I'm going to be making some awful jokes, okay? I know I'm going to hell, all right? So, fuck you, all right? This dude that we're about to talk about beat his children and his wife, well, wives, and also killed one of his daughter's boyfriends, okay? So don't you get fucking mad at me, all right? He deserved everything that's coming to him, okay? On today's episode... In the studio, not physically, but maybe spiritual format if he's here. I don't give a fuck because I don't really like this guy. He's kind of a dickwad, all right? We have Gary, not Gary, Grady Styles Jr., a.k.a. Lobster Boy, a.k.a. Flipper Man, a.k.a. the man that walks like a seal, all right? We have him here, this little cunt cocksucker, okay? Fuck him, all right? You, you know, you guys know my motto, don't mess with women and children, and this dude broke both of them, all right? And he murdered somebody, so fuck him, all right? He had everything that happens to him in this episode. He fucking deserved it, all right? He did. I'm just saying he did, all right? You guys know my stance on that, all right? But yeah, we have Grady Styles Jr. or Lobster Boy. I'm going to refer to him as Lobster Boy because that's what he is known as, all right? But yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be a wild episode, okay? There's going to be a lot of bad jokes. Not bad. They're going to be great jokes, but bad is in like dark humor sense bad, okay? And yeah, all right? Without further ado, you know, get those Crocs on. Set them bitches in adventure mode, okay? And let's just fucking get on with this show, okay? Get a drink too. I don't want you guys parched, all right? So, without further ado, let's talk about the weird, stupid lobster boy, okay? So, Grady Styles Jr., or most famously known as Lobster Boy, was born in Pittsburgh in 1937. But before we really even get into him and his childhood, I want to read you guys a quote that specifically came from an LA Times news article about Lobster Boy, okay? And they said, And I quote, His destiny was clear from the moment he emerged from the womb with pincher-like hands and flipper feet. What the fuck, LA? LA Times, what the fuck? That shit is so funny. That is the funniest quote I have ever heard coming from a news article in all of the episodes that I have researched. And trust me, there's been some funny ones, but this one, this one tops it. This one is the funniest fucking quote 
that I think I've ever said. All right, this it is hilarious. I can't believe LA the LA Times did him dirty like that. That is so funny. All right. Now, at the time Grady was born, his dad Gary Styles Sr. had been making you know money off of their deformities for years by doing freak show like showings or tours all across the U.S. in the carnival circuit. So naturally, you know, once Grady Jr. was born, you know, coming out the womb with pincher-like hands and flipper feet, you know, he, and he wasn't the only one. His siblings also came out the same way. You know, it was just, you know, natural that they were going to join their dad in these freak show acts since, you know, most of them had this genetic mutation, which is known as ectrodactyle. I think that's how you pronounce it. And if that is, goddamn, I'm good. I should have been a doctor, all right? Nice. But if, for people that don't know what ectrodactyle is, to basically sum it up and dumb it down because, you know, some of you guys aren't doctors like myself, okay? It's when the fingers on the hands fuse together to, and they look like lobster claws, okay? It can also be a double whammy and you can get this mutation on your feet but you know if you're really lucky you might not get it at all because 50% usually has the offspring usually has a 50% chance of contracting said genetic disease but in the case of Grady Styles he had it bad and he got it on his hands and feet and he was confined to a wheelchair for, you know, most of his early life and just most of his life in general, okay? Now, this joke is going to be my first joke, okay? And it's going to be funny as hell, okay? Because of the mental image of what I, of what's like I got and what's about to pop into your head is the funniest fucking thing I think, okay? And it will, I think personally, it will make you die of laughter, okay? I already know I'm going to hell, okay? And you're probably coming with me because this is funny as fuck, okay? And yes, for you haters, like I said earlier, we can laugh at this because soon you're about to learn that Grady was an abuser, an alcoholic, and a murderer. So, yes, we can make fun of him. Yes, this is really funny. Am I going to laugh again? Definitely. So just, he's a piece of shit, okay? And it's funny, all right? So I'm getting you ready. Are you? I hope you guys are ready for this, okay? I hope you're ready for this mental image. As a child, after Grady was kind of fed up with, you know, the wheelchair lifestyle, and since he couldn't walk... He learned how to walk with his hands and he would pull his body along the ground like a fucking seal. Like, you know, when you go to the zoo and you see the seals walk around, that's what he would walk around like. That is the funniest fucking shit I have ever like mentally imaged in my head. That didn't sound right, but like a mental image that so fucking funny. Just think about that. You're coming home, right? You're coming home. You've had a long day at the office, all right? You open the door, and your fucking spouse 
is just walking around like a seal saying, Hey, sweetie, how was work today? I would fucking die. That shit would be so funny. If I saw Grady say, Hey, how was work, how was, how was work today, son? Oh my God, I would have fucking died. I couldn't, I couldn't. I would be making fun of my dad so much if, Oh, I'm sorry, but it's, it's true, okay? I, if I was Grady's child, I would be making fun of him 24 fucking 7, okay? It is so funny, all right? And I know you're laughing because that mental image is so fucking funny, right? Now, after he started dragging his body around, he got like insane upper body strength that would actually play a huge role in, you know, his life of being an abuser and a murderer, okay? Now, from what I could research and find, most of the articles say he didn't go to school and that Grady joined the circus at like around six years old. And he would just tour around with his family, setting up shop, whoa, hold on, setting up shop in town after town and just making money off of people that wanted to come see the lobster family. And they made actually pretty good money at it. Like, they were raking in at the end of every carny season, they would rake in roughly between fifty and $80,000. And then, during that season, they would just go to Gibson, Florida, which, at the time, I don't know if it still is like this today, but at the time, that's where most carnival stayers or quote-unquote freak shows would stay so they made pretty good money that's not you know that's it's not bad that's not bad i mean compared like with inflation and everything back then that's probably a really decent amount of money that they were raking in that's impressive i didn't know that carnies actually made that much money that's actually really really cool i might join the carnival i don't know i might Never mind, I can't say that. I might just cut off all my limbs and be called the nub man. And you can watch me. My act would be like, you drop me in like a dunk tank and you just see if I could escape. Right? That'd be interesting. I might do that. I don't know. I might. I don't know. If this if this whole podcasting thing takes off, you, I might quit and become nub man and I might just fucking like flop around in a pool trying to escape. Like that, that'd be funny. That'd be so funny. Now, as Grady grew up, he ended up falling in love with a fellow carny worker named Mary Teresa, who was 19 when she ran away from home and joined said circus, said carnival thingy with, you know, Grady. I forgot his name for a second, but Mary, the reason Mary ran away was because she had an abusive home life and... She just, you know, was upset about that. So, yeah, she ran away and joined the carnival, and she ended up falling in love with Grady. Now, Mary didn't have an act, and she was in no way a part of the show, but she was a member of the staff, and she helped set things up and, stu- and you know, stuff like that. So, Grady and Mary ended up falling in love and they got married in 1958 when Grady was 21 and Mary was 19, all right? Now this marriage at, you know, at first was beautiful, was lustful, was sexy, was just they were getting down and dirty, right? And they genuinely loved one another. And 
I'm just surprised that, you know, I didn't know she would fall in love, you know, not really fall in love with the man, but like, you know, I could not take him seriously. Like she fell in love with just, I would assume she would, I, I assume she fell in love with the way he would just walk like a seal and would even go as far as to, you know, she would teach him some seal tricks. Like, you know, like the whole balancing a beach ball on the nose. They were doing that. That was their first date. She's like, hey, let's do a little role play. All right. I'll be a trainer and you'll be the seal. And I got a beach ball here. Like, that's what they were doing. They were loving. And Grady just loved Mary strictly for the fact that he finally got somebody with normal hands and feet. Right? Now, this brings up a question. I wonder if she ever carried him around. Like, if he was taken too long, she's like, oh, babe, I'm just going to pick you up. and I'm going to carry you to the car. Like, that would be so fucking funny. Oh, my God. If I saw that, if I lived... Like, cause Gibson is like a, tr a mobile home park. God, if I fucking lived like next door, like if I was a next door trailer, oh, I would be laughing my ass off. Just, she comes out, Mary comes out holding Grady, just like a little baby, like a newborn infant as they go to the car. He puts her in the, she puts him in the back seat. I'll strap him up in a nice little thing, a little car seat. Oh, that shit would be so fucking funny. Oh, that'd be so so fucking funny. I I don't... If that ever happened at that point in my life, I know I was winning, okay? I would be videotaping shit. I, oh, it would be... I'd be the biggest asshole in that trailer park. Oh, it'd be so fucking funny. But all jokes aside, this marriage was perfect in the beginning. No arguments, no fights, no nothing. They would even have two kids together named Kathy, who was born with ectrodactyle and Donna who didn't have the genetic mutation she got lucky all right but after a few years of being married to one another the marriage and the new lobster family quickly turned dark and this is when Grady started abusing Mary and you know his other two kids and also at the point where he became an extreme alcoholic he would allegedly choke his wife. Something, you know, me and you both know that those hands were made to do. You know, they're just perfect throat choking fucking hands. All right. Just these little penny pinchers, these penny pinching claws, right? You still know the cheapskate handshake? Of course. Penny pinching, penny pinching. And allegedly, Allegedly, what he, one night, what he did with these little penny pinchers is, you know, he was going down on his wife. He was finger banging her. He was just going hard in the paint. Walk a flock of flame style, right? Fucker, I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. He was, uh, he was in there like swimwear, just fucking just getting like the fish hook thing, just fucking going to town. Well, one night he got, I guess, upset while they were doing intercourse, and he allegedly ripped out, with his penny pinchers, his wife's IUD from within her vagina. Now, all the ladies, I know that that fucking hurts, okay? I'm not, you know, I don't have one, so I wouldn't know, but I would just assume that you're just as sensitive down there as us gentlemen, so I would imagine that shit fucking hurt, like, on a level of, like, almost giving birth, I feel like that, like, 
probably a lot of blood, probably a lot of just nastiness, right? And, oh, oh, that would fucking hurt. My balls hurt just thinking about it, okay? And now because of this, you know, interaction and the abuse that she had suffered, Mary ended up divorcing Grady in 1973, and she ended up marrying Harry Glenn Newman, who was known as the world's smallest man in the carnival circuit. Well, Grady on the other claw, you know, had some different ideas. And he took himself and his kids to his hometown in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And where you'd find, you know, this is where it gets, like, he finds another wife we're going to get into and stuff like that. But this is where, this is where it gets dark, like, real bad. This is, the, this is, this is really, really the nasty shit, okay? Because this leads up to the point where Grady murdered his daughter's boyfriend in 1978. Now, what allegedly had happened was that Donna, who was 17 at the time, fell in love with this guy. They did not release the guy's name. I don't know why, but they just didn't. And this guy that Donna was dating was hated by Grady, her father. Now, fast forward a year till when Donna is 18. And at this point, Donna was engaged to said boyfriend. And in the night, well, the night before they were supposed to get married, Grady called, you know, his future son-in-law over to his house for a quote-unquote private talk. And Donna joined, Donna joined them. Jo Donna, what the fuck? Donna joined them, all right? And her and her boyfriend arrived at, you know, Grady's house for said private talk. When they arrived... Grady fucking shot him twice with a shotgun. And after he shot him, you know, her boyfriend was lying on the porch, dying in her arms. And he actually died in her arms. And Donna would later tell reporters and other news outlets that my dad was just sitting on the porch smiling. He said, I told you. I would kill him. The cops were then called and upon arriving at Grady's house, they arrested him and took him to jail where he waited for trial. Now, this, this guy, Lobster Boy, Lobster Fuck, got lucky as shit, okay? Because he only, for this murder, he only got 15 years of probation for third degree murder and after he was sentenced and stuff like that he showed no remorse and like didn't take account of well he said he did it obviously but like he's like yeah i'd do it again right he admitted everything and he showed no remorse okay now you may be wondering is why dusty why did they let him off with only 15 years probation and i'm gonna tell you because our court system fucking sucks Okay, it is bullshit, all right? It's because his defense team argued that throwing him in prison would be a cruel and unusual punishment since no prison is equipped to handle somebody with his deformities. Plus, he also had liver cirrhosis from the alcohol and emphysema from allegedly smoking three packs, three packs, three packs of cigarettes a day. 
So for you people out there that are listening to this, if you want to commit a huge crime, just have some sort of like severe deformity. And I guess you can just go and murder whoever the fuck you want. That actually pisses me off. I hate our fucking court system for this fucking reason. I, if I was the judge, I would have fucking thrown him in jail. I would have. I would have gave him the death penalty. I would have fucked his shit up. That would have pissed me off. Actually, you know, knowing me, I would have killed him in the courtroom. If it was like my, if it was my son, I would have murdered Lobster Boy. Lobster Boy would have been DOA, dead on arrival, DOS, dead on scene, D O C, dead on courtroom. I'm trying to think of a seafood. I went fucking fishing. That's what I would have done. I, you know me. You know me. All right. My favorite two seafoods are shrimp and lobster. I would have brought Lobster Boy home. I would have threw him in a pot and would have ate that son of a bitch. All right. This would have been Jeffrey Dahmer's first time to ever try a human seafood. Told you. I'm gonna take some pictures. Okay. And for the people who are like, oh my God, Logan, you're making fun of everybody with electrodactyle um, syndrome. Fuck you. No, I'm not, okay? I am not making fun of everybody. I'm only specifically making fun of him. So if I have any viewers out there that have electrodactyle, you know, syndrome or genetic, I don't know what I don't know what the fuck it is, okay? I'm just saying, okay, I would I respect you guys. I love you guys. But this dude, I would have made him into fucking seafood. So fuck I would have thrown him in the pot, add a little butter, and I would have ate his shit up, okay? God, I wonder what Jeffrey Dahmer would have done. That's interesting. Take some pictures. All right. But yeah, because of this, I hate our fucking court system. It is so fucking bullshit here. But after his trial, he ended up, you know, remarrying because obviously he only got 15 years of goddamn probation, which is not cool. And his, you know, next wife, her name was Barbara. And they had one kid and it was Grady Styles the third. Okay. And he was also born with the electrodactyle gene. Now, Grady abused the fuck out of Barbara and Grady the third. And this marriage, his marriage with Barbara was also short-lived. And they would eventually get a divorce. And after they got their divorce, Grady and Mary, his first wife, would relink up and get married again in 1989 on the promise that his drinking days were over. Okay? And this leads up to Grady getting killed. Okay? Now, in the beginning, they were, you know, okay. It was good. It was great. He didn't even touch a single glass of his favorite drink, a double Seagram 7 with a splash of Coke. But unfortunately for Mary and the kids, she would say that it only lasted two weeks, and he was back to his old self, according to Mary. And this time, it was worse. Way, way worse. Okay? Mary would come out and say that towards the end of his life, his drinking got so bad to the point that he didn't go on stage without, you know, being drunk, right? He made... Every show to the point where he was always drunk. And 
he would actually try and scare the patrons that would pay and come and see him, all right? Mary would also say that Grady would sexually abuse her. He tried one night smuggling, no, not smuggling. This is not trafficking, okay? Smothering her with a pillow. And one morning, she even woke up with Grady on top of her, holding a butcher knife to her throat, saying, one of these days, I'm going to kill you and your whole family. And after that, he allegedly dropped the knife and fucking seal walked his lobster looking ass right up out of the room, right? God, I would have made some, if, the, if that ever happened to me, I would be making lobster stew after that. I would have grabbed that knife and I would have skinned that little lobster, okay? Same thing, throw him in the pot, right? A little bit of butter, all right? This, I would be the, I'd be the sadistic version of Red Lobster, right? That's what I would do. God, I would have fucked him up. I would have fucked him up so bad. You don't touch the women and children, dude. You just, you just don't, okay? You just don't. Now, because of this interaction, this would actually, you know, lead up to his murder because Mary got fed up with Grady's bullshit. So, she went to her eldest son, Harry Glenn Newman, the third, who was the crotch goblin from her second marriage. Now, Harry was a normal-sized dude, and he was also, I say normal because, you know, his dad was the world's shortest man, and his mom was, you know, just average height for a female, and so he got blessed with not having that, you know, not being short, right? And he was also a part of the family sideshow. Harry was known as the human blockhead, and his act, he would take nails and drive them into his nostrils. I didn't like the way that sounded, but we're going to roll with it, okay? But that's besides the point. His mom gave him money to go find someone to kill Grady, and Harry did just that. (laughs) Harry had a friend named Christopher Wyant. I think that's how you say his last name. And allegedly, Christopher had gang ties. Ooh, little gang member up in the air, right? Little gang member running around the streets, right? God, I'm so cringy. Okay, so Harry gave Christopher the $1,500 that his mom gave him. Yeah, his mom gave him and told Christopher to kill his stepdad. You know, go, go kill Grady. He's pissing us off. He's hurting us and blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly what... Gr- Christopher did, okay? So on the night that Grady was murdered by, well, not by his wife, but his wife put the hit out on him, Mary told him that she was going to visit her relatives nearby. And Grady was like, fine, do what you want, but you better hurry back. And as she left, Christopher crept out of the back room from where he was hiding. And as he moved closer to Grady, Christopher realized that Grady was sitting in his chair watching TV in his trailer park home in Gibson, Florida. I would assume it might have been the Daytona racing. Because that's probably the most Florida fucking thing to do. That's what I think everybody in Florida does. They watch the Daytona 500. I think it's the Daytona 500. Could be completely wrong. I don't pay attention to NASCAR. And I'm sorry if I offended my Floridians. I love you. You guys are crazy. I would never want to hurt you or piss you off. Okay? Because one day, 
one day people are going to come here and Florida and Texas, y'all are going to have to link up and you're got to defend the U.S. from an opposing force. Don't know what the fuck that is. It might be the aliens. Who knows? But Florida and Texas, we're counting on you, okay? So, I'm not trying to piss you guys off. I'm just saying I feel like you guys would just watch the Daytona 500 a lot down there since it is one of the biggest NASCAR races this world has ever seen, all right? Trust me. It's dope, all right? I've never watched it, but I drove by it when I went to Daytona and it looks fucking sexy. I would watch it. It looks so, so sick. See Dale Earnhardt Jr. just zooming around the track. Now, I know he's not in it, all right? Not anymore. I don't know if Kyle Busch is in it still, but Kyle Busch is kind of a dick. I love Kyle Busch just because of his whole, you know, like, he's a little, seems a little dirty. I know I see the stuff that he, you know, I see the NASCAR, um, what is it, highlights on YouTube every now and then, right? That dude can race, gets a little lippy, and he can, oh, trust me, Kyle Busch and Dale Earnhardt Jr., those are my two guys. Those are my top two guys, okay? But that is, I'm sorry, we just, I just, yeah, sorry for going on a tangent about NASCAR, okay? But as Christopher got closer and closer to Grady, Grady never knew that he was right behind him, And before he could even realize that, Christopher pulled the trigger, well, pulled out a gun and pulled the trigger on a 32 caliber pistol, a little, little less than a 38 special. All right. And he shot him right in the back of the head. Give me a hell yeah. I said, give me a hell yeah. And killed the lobster boy. Instantly, he then cut him up, threw him in a pot, and ate him. No, just kidding. That would have been a really good twisted event, but that's not what happened. Okay, just the cops were called, and after you know the cops were called, they arrested Mary, Harry, and Christopher, and they took them to jail and booked them for the murder of Grady Styles. All right. Now, after they were booked, and as they were going through their trial. Mary said the reason she hired a hitman to kill Grady was because she was afraid he'd kill her and her kids because he did threaten her. So fuck that guy. And so she's basically just told the court that she did it out of protection from her family getting hurt. She even had her daughter, Kathy, who was 25 at the time, testify in court against the prosecution saying that Grady was Satan himself and a few years prior to this incident she even shared a story that when she was seven months pregnant her dad in a drunken rage pushed Kathy out of her wheelchair because she had ectrodactyle on her hands and her feet so she was also in a wheelchair and the reason he pushed her out was because he well she tried to stop her dad from hitting her mom and because of that incident Kathy had to go to the hospital the next morning for an emergency C-section. And the baby came out fine. Everything, at the time I was reading this article, she was, you know, healthy. Um, She was four years old at the time, so she's okay. Nothing bad happened to her. But unfortunately for the jurors, they didn't care about the abuse that this family went through, unfortunately. And stated that 
she went about the situation completely wrong. She should have never, she should have just left, which, you know, that is the best way to do it. Don't, murder is never the answer, okay? Unless you're put into a position where you have to, you know, you know, off somebody. But yes, I can, I agree with the jurors, but like, I also, like, Mary, you'd, I also agree with you. Like, fuck him, all right? I would have killed him too, okay? But that's why they didn't really care about the abuse that she went through. Their argument was, you should have just left. You did the whole thing completely wrong. And at the end, they sentenced Mary to 12 years in prison in August of 1994 on a manslaughter charge. But after she was convicted, she made bond and tried appealing her case for the next three years but it was unsuccessful and she like i said she ended up starting her 12 year sentence in february of 1997 i assume because maybe it was a manslaughter charge she took a plea deal because christopher well we'll get to harry in a second her son but christopher was sentenced to 20 year 27 years in prison on a second degree murder charge on october 14th 1994 and Harry was sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder on October 14th, 1994, with his last words to the jury being, I only joined the plot to protect my mom. And there's two things. The reason why I think she got a manslaughter charge was because she, I don't know, she, would, she didn't get first-degree murder because of... She wasn't in on the plan. It was all of her, it was her son Harry who made up the plan, got the guy, told them what to what to do and stuff like that. And I think well, she told Harry, Mary told Harry to take a plea deal. Okay? So I assume that she took a plea deal to drop her charge to a manslaughter charge. That's what I'm assuming. Okay? Don't don't quote me on it, but I think that's what happened. Okay. And he told her from the research that I did, he told her, no, he's going to go through, he's going to take it. And he ultimately got sentenced with a life sentence. So that's the story of the lobster boy. Fuck him. Should have died sooner. I would have murdered him wholeheartedly. All right. But that's a conversation for a different day. All right. Well, not really. Today's that day, I guess, but fuck him. God, fuck that guy. I hate when people abuse women and children or like bro i like our court system's fucked up and in this case it was really fucked up he should have gone to jail i don't care what you're if you're you know if you have ectrodactyle or any other genetic disease or mutation bro if you commit murder go to fucking jail okay i don't give a shit okay because when I was reading this, it said after he got off with murder, that's when his abuse picked up even more because he thought it was above the law, which is understandable. That's why it probably got worse against the family and stuff like that when he relinked up with Mary. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's fucking stupid. If I was Donna, I would have murdered my own dad at that point. That's how much it would have pissed me off. I don't, yeah, our court system's fucked up. It needs to be changed, but we'll get into that on a different day. Because that needs serious research for me to even argue that, okay? But I hope you guys are having a good weekend. I recorded 
two, I was on two shows this weekend, okay? Friday, I was on Bizarre Encounters with my best friend in the podcasting world, Shane, and I met his co-host for the first time, Oren. Go check them out. That episode should be out fairly soon, hopefully within a couple weeks. And then tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, but today, I was on a show called Strange Brew Podcast. Really, really good, okay? Um, I don't know if he's going to send me the audio file. He might. He's putting it on his Patreon, okay? So, if you don't know who Strange Brew Podcast is, they're awesome. They do a bunch of conspiracy stuff. They talk, like, true crime, paranormal. They do similar stuff to me, okay? So, and they have that whole dark humor aspect like we do over here. So, go over there. Check them out. They have some really interesting episodes. They had an episode on Sarah Winchester, which was awesome. I listened to that one. I really, really liked that one. So go check them out. They're great, you know. And it's not just that one episode. They have plenty, okay? They've been doing it for years, all right? And I think, could be wrong, but I'm going to see if you'll send me the audio files, and then I'll put it up here so you guys can also listen to it on here. But other than that, I don't really have anything else going on. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, the rainy day horror show is the main account. If you want to follow my personal, not really on there a whole lot. Dusty McBalls, go ahead, follow that one. Um, what else? Yeah, that's really it. I think me and Gabby are releasing a video this Wednesday on Sarah Winchester. I completely took it from the strange brew podcast. So shout out to them. Thank you. And what else? What else? I think that's it. I'm not really doing anything else. Um, yeah, I'm not really doing anything else right now. We're just going to try and get more interviews, try to get more people to come on this show, celebrities, stuff like that, so you guys can, you know, listen to some more people. But, yeah, that's all I really got for you guys, okay? So, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, most importantly, the most important thing on this planet, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.